0: become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit
1: Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: From the Kids First Coming Attractions, I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, and today we will be talking about the films, Bridge of Spies. We're going to be talking about *Sanjay Super Team, Cinderella DVD, and we're also going to talk to a Kids First film critic, it's a first appearance on the radio show, and also Goosebumps. Right now I'm talking with my good friend Willie here about the new Spielberg film, Bridge of Spies. Willie, happy to have you on the show as usual.
3: Great to be here, man.
2: So, you and I... I have been waiting for this film for a while now. So, tell us about your impressions on this film.
3: I absolutely loved this movie. I mean, it, it was at my expectation level. It even surpassed it a little bit. It was just great filmmaking. Pure.
2: Totally agree. It totally exceeded my expectations. It's fun to see Spielberg back in the directing chair. I mean, a lot of his special trademarks were in this film with his lighting and his directing style. It was really nice to see him back. So, speaking of directing style... How is it, seeing this film? Were you happy to see Spielberg back in his chair? I'm not doing this very well. (laughs) I
3: was, because his, his last movie that I saw was Lincoln, and I loved Lincoln. And I was excited for this film in particular, because he was teaming up with Tom Hanks and the Coens, one of my favorite actors and two of my favorite writers. So I was really excited for this movie, and I don't think he missed a beat. I think he got better.
2: Totally agree. Now, this story takes place during the Cold War. And I will say this, and I'm not angry at all at my, at Ms. Spielberg for this. I'm actually angry at my teachers because I hate it when there's a film when I don't, I'm not familiar with the history enough. And so I'm spending my time really trying to get into the history of this film and try to understand the, the background and the whole atmosphere of the film. So uh, talk about how you got into the story and did the history, were you involved with the history at all?
3: Well, no, I, I had no idea about the story. <laughs> But 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 luckily, I've seen enough. I know enough about the Cold War, and I've seen enough Cold War films to where I could comfortably go into the movie. And to me, that's a great thing about the writing too. You don't have to have prior knowledge to to watch this movie because the Coens does such a great job of making sure you understand things without spelling them out to you.
2: Totally agree. And we have to mention the acting by Tom Hanks, which is which is quite interesting. Is that he played it? In my opinion, he played it straight, and that was just enough for us to get the character of Donovan. So I'm um, curious about about the acting in
3: this film. I love Tom Hanks. I mean, I've never seen him give a bad performance, and he, he doesn't fail us here either. But I must say, my favorite in the my favorite actor and my favorite performance in the cast is actually by Mark Rylance,
4: who yes. plays Abel.
3: In my opinion, Rylance is one of the greatest actors on the planet right now. Um, I mean, if you're familiar with the stage work and his film work, to me he's the MVP of this cast in his supporting role.
2: And it's interesting about his character. He doesn't. We don't see him too much in the film. He's only there for a little bit in the film. He doesn't talk too much, but yet a lot of it is... Of his emotion is done so beautifully and cinematically that we just have this character and we love this character so much. And, yeah, I totally agree with you. He has done a great job in this film. So, I understand that this film is a little bit... Not pretty dark, but, um... Tell us a bit about the story in itself. Like, did you, did you feel it was a bit too slow?
3: That was one of my major criticisms of the, of the film, is the yeah, pacing. Yeah. I felt like it went a little, not, not long, because I, I feel like the shot composition was fine, but I feel like there were places where the pacing could have been sped up to create a sort of suspense about it, you know? Yeah. So, because Thomas Newman, Thomas Newman made a great score for this movie, but I, I didn't feel like it was used effectively because the pacing didn't really go with it. We never felt that intensity.
2: No, yeah, and interesting, there's not too much music in this film. A lot of the music, a lot of the, the film is, is silent. And that's, and I do mind that. I don't mind if there's no there's no music, it's necessary to create atmosphere. And the only music we, that I remember that really so much music was when Mark Rylance's telling character is telling about the standing man. And that's when I felt like that was the, the biggest part of the score. But other than that, everything else was just kind of no music at all. So... When it says exceed your expectations, what were your original expectations, and how did they exceed them?
3: I was expecting something that could compete for best picture. Oh, and right. that's exactly what I got. Hmm. This is something that could win and compete for best picture. Definitely, Oscar season has started officially with this movie, and what a great start! What a great start it is.
2: Hmm, I find interesting because I'm not going to totally disagree with you. I think it could have a chance, maybe, nominate, but winning it. I'm unsure. I think we should kind of give more leeway to the other films coming out.
3: Oh, my goodness. This movie could definitely take Best Picture. It has everything you need. It has the great writing, the great acting, the great directing, wonderful construction, beautiful cinematography. I mean, the color palettes are simply brilliant.
2: And I, and I agree with you, but am I saying that it should win Best Picture? I think we should give a chance to other filmmakers. I think there's some I other mean, great films coming out that should deserve Best Picture, like The Road I'm not right.
3: sure it should, but I'm saying that it could. That it has a great chance that it has the makings of a film that could be a Best Picture winner.
2: Well, I think that's a conversation for another day. And that's and since Oscar season coming up, maybe your next debate. Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Anywho, so thank you very much, really, for <laughs> talking about this film. It's been a pleasure as usual. And also, how many stars would you give this film, like I need to ask?
3: I would give this movie four and a half out of five stars.
2: Okay, I have to ask why four and a half. The pacing?
3: Look, again, that half may seem like nothing to our listeners, but trust me, there's a difference between calling a film perfect and near perfect, and this film was near perfect.
2: That's enough for me. Okay, <laughs> thank you really for talking mm-hmm. about the film.
3: I had a great time.
2: Yes. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiva Blakesley, and we're talking about the films Bridge of Spies, Sanjay Super Team, the Cinderella on DVD, and we're also going to talk to a Kids First film, going to a first time on the show. Also, Goosebumps. Right now I'm talking with Ryan and George about Bridge of Spies. Hey guys, happy to have you on the show. So, let's get right into it. George, tell us a bit about what you thought of the film.
4: This film, to me, was really interesting because I, I was aware about the history of the movie. So, I just love to see real events turned into film. So this was really interesting for me.
2: I agree, totally. And Ryan, what about your thoughts on the film?
5: I really like that because I like movies based off of true events and I like that they tell us about history, about something that I didn't know and I really like that it brought up stuff that was like really nice to know about.
2: Yeah, Based off true story films are some of my favorite films of all time.
5: Now, Ryan, since you
2: are the youngest in this conversation, I really want to ask you, did you feel like you could... You learned a lot about the Cold War in this film? you feel like the writing in this film brought the history to life to a point where you were able to understand the characters in the story?
5: Well, it's sort of like in between yes and no, because I understood some of the stuff so like that happened, and then some parts I didn't understand because... I probably learn about this when I get older. Like, I didn't really know much about the, the Cold War because I never really heard of it. And I never heard of these people before, so I didn't really know much about this topic.
2: Agreed, and even Spielberg didn't know about anything about the character Donovan at all until he read the screenplay. But that's what's great about cinema. They bring the life stories we never even heard about. Now, George, because the subject was brought up, I'm going to talk about it. Do you feel like this film could win have a chance of winning Best Picture?
4: I can only base my opinion on that after I see other... Movies that can oh, win the prize, because this was a good movie, but based on the, like you said, the pace of the movie, that it was kind of slow, that could kind of stop it from winning the main prize.
2: Agree, and again, I'm not saying it shouldn't be nominated, but am I saying it should win? Well... We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll keep our options open. So, George, tell us a bit about what you thought about the directing style in this film. Because again, it is Spielberg.
4: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see Spielberg back. I I really enjoy most of his films, and I just I enjoy seeing him being really perfect with the timing. For example, I mean, the movie did take place in 1957, and then the the Brooklyn streets looked exactly like they would have in 1957. The cars, everything was perfect, and the lighting. I feel like it was perfect because it. It showed how you would have seen something in the time. So, for example, sometimes the screen was grainy, like the cinematography, yes. and I think that gave it the feel of of, give, of being in the nineteen
2: fifties. No, I, I like periods. Of t- I love films that are set in a certain period of time because you literally transform back in the past, and it's absolutely amazing. Especially since we're going back into the nineteen fifties, it looks great, and it's funny because my mom kind of goes over and talks talks over me because it's a television. There's a point where we see the t- TV, and she's like, I remember when I used to watch that show. And I'm like, oh gosh. So it was fun. So Ryan, not just the actors, but the characters. What did you think about the characters in this film that these actors portray?
5: I really like how Tom Hanks' character and I liked how James B. Donovan and Rudolph Abel really had a nice communication. Because sometimes it was comedic. Like I liked how you could get what they were saying and how there was like a little comedy in it. It was like nice.
2: Well, the Coen brothers can do some good comedy. and They can do some dark work, but they can do some really hilarious writing.
5: You mentioned the chemistry
2: in this film. What made the chemistry in this film particularly strong?
5: I felt like the chemistry between James B. Donovan and Rudolph Abel was really strong that I really noticed, because James B. Donovan in the end of the film was, like, very nice to him after what happened because I don't want to spoil it for others who are listening about the ending so I like how the relationship ended and how he was like nice to and him definitely and agree. He wanted, oh wait and I liked how James V. Donovan wanted to defend Rudolph about
2: totally agree and that's what one of my favorite things about the character of how fairly he defends him and that's what America stands for and it's a very patriotic film in my opinion so but thank you so much Ryan and George for talking about Bridge of Spies it's been a pleasure and if you want to check out this film this film is in theaters now so please go check it out it's Definitely worth a watch Let's take a break I'm your host Keeper Blakesley, And you're listening To Kids First Coming Attractions Tonight's show Is sponsored by Doozers From N-Circle Entertainment
6: Kids Safe
1: Mother Approved You're listening To Voice America Kids
0: Hey, and welcome back. I'm Brianna Hopiton, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We just finished speaking to George, Willie, and Ryan about Bridge of Spies. Next, we will discuss... Sanjay's Super Team, Supergirl, Big Stone Gap, Cinderella, the DVD, and Goosebumps. So right now we are speaking with 11-year-old Ryan from Brooklyn about Sanjay's Super Team. So Sanjay's Super Team is a Pixar short that will play before the film Dinosaurs. Ryan, can you tell us about your overall thoughts of this film?
5: I really like this short film because I thought it was cute and had a really nice message. It's always okay to do what the parents want you to do, and I like. How it had this conflict between Sanjay, what he wants to do, and what his dad wants to do.
0: So it's basically just this conflict of family and what to do and what not to do and all that different stuff in life. Oh, no, it's not.
5: No, not like that. It's like Sanjay doesn't really want to do what his dad does. But when Sanjay imagines what his dad wants to do, likes it.
0: Oh, okay. So it's like rethinking. Okay, I can do this, Ryan. You interviewed the director and producer of this short, so can you tell me maybe a question that you asked them, or a question that you really got a
5: great answer
0: to, or
5: what it was like? I asked the director Sanjay Patel how long did it take to make this short film, and then Nicole Grindle answered it. So it took three years. Well, Mr. Patel was thinking of the idea for a year and a half, then another year happened and the idea was out so they're thinking of how this would happen then the final year that's when they started to make it and I thought of this answer it takes a long time to think of something and to do it
0: yeah because I mean you assume that it's like okay well this took a certain amount of months or whatever and then you actually think about it and it's like okay well thinking about it and thinking about something that is really good and you really like it, and then developing it and seeing how everything gets pulled together, that's a long process. So I applaud everyone that makes films. I thank you all because you do a hard job. How about a little of what your favorite scene was, if it was a scene or a favorite
5: character? My favorite scene would actually be when Sanjay is like imagining him inside his father's cabinet of his religious prayer because i don't want to spoil it but an incident happened with one of his things and sanjay picturing what's happening i like that scene because it's showing this uh, about like these three people helped him Mm -hmm. because it related to the beginning when sanjay was watching his show with cartoons
0: Cool. And since this is a short film, do you see it becoming a major film, becoming longer, or did it leave you wanting more?
5: It left me wanting more because I really liked it. I felt like they could have made it into a movie, and I think it would have been a really cool idea if they did that, and I like that they made this short film into like a nice message. And I want to make it clear that the movie was about how he dealt with the modern world versus his family traditions.
0: Oh, okay. So, other than, you know, you can follow your father and follow your parents and, and all those different type of messages, is there any other message that you got out of this film?
5: The only message I got from it was that parents do it's not really boring if you try it. Because, like, Sanjay didn't really want to do his religious beliefs because he, all he wanted to do was watch his cartoon shows. I felt like when Sanjay imagined how it was and how it relates to his cartoon world, he started to realize it's not bad to do what his dad does.
0: Yeah, and I think that goes with all different types of things, not just the religious aspect. Because your parents may have traditions that may not be religious. Like, oh, well, we always do this on this day. And, and you may be like, well, why do we do it? And then, you know, you can look into it and see why they do it and how it relates to you. So, thank you. And how many stars do you give this short film?
5: I would rate this short film five out of five stars because there wasn't really to not like about it. I think I would say maybe it could be longer because I want more of it because it was really nice.
0: Well, I guess that's a good feeling to have. So, Ryan, thank you for telling us all about Sanjay's Mm -hmm. Super Team. This is a Pixar short that plays before Dinosaurs and it comes into theaters on November 25th, so you guys should definitely check that out on Thanksgiving Day. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network, and today we are talking about Supergirl, Big Stone Gap, Cinderella, the DVD, and Goosebumps. Right now, let's shift gears and speak with 13-year-old Kendall from L.A. It's nice to have you back on the show with us, Kendall. So, with Supergirl, which is a TV show, can you tell us a little bit about what you originally thought
6: about it? Supergirl... It's a really interesting TV series. It's about the other side of Superman's life that nobody's been told. And in real life, Superman actually had a cousin who was sent with him to Earth to protect him. But her coordinates got thrown off because her planet Krypton was blown up. So Kara, his cousin, ended up getting stuck in a time vertex for 24 years and she didn't age And when she eventually made it to Earth, her cousin already was grown and didn't need her help anymore. So she decided just to blend in with everybody else. And that's where the first episode takes off.
0: Oh, that's just the first episode. Okay, yeah. (laughs) I like superhero things, even though I don't watch a lot of it because I'm like, whoa, superheroes are out of this world. But I like how they do things. I like how their reality is so outside of our reality that it's just awesome and amazing. Can you tell us a little about where you screened the film at Gina Davis Institute, who had a featuring event? So can you tell us a little bit about that?
6: The event was very fun because we got to learn a little bit about Kara and how they casted her and about also uh, how uh, good she was behind scenes as well on camera and we also got to learn a little bit more about her character and why she was named Supergirl
0: that's very interesting because i am like i would love to know about this this and this and i would love to know how they were behind state behind the scenes and i would love to know you know what the most difficult part was um so that's cool that you got to basically get a behind-the-scenes look on all of that so with supergirl it obviously reminds a lot of people of superman is there anything that was a bit different from the stories or was it pretty much the same
6: it was kind of the same but also a little bit different at the same time because superman He knew what he had to do because they both knew what they had to do when they were born and created. But Superman kind of followed his path he was supposed to take kind of faster than Kara did. Because all Kara wanted to do was just blend in with everybody else. And she always had this desire to help people just kept building up inside of her. And she never really listened to that. And in the the episode, she finally does. And that's when she starts to turn into Supergirl, and you can see her characters start to
1: form.
0: I will definitely check this out because i love when it's basically you're abnormal or or the main character is abnormal or they don't fit in and then but they have this like gift and it's unmistakable and it's amazing and it really shows through but they're like trying to cover it and they're like oh my gosh no no one can see it but then what they really want comes out and it ends up i feel like it ends up helping a lot of people when they look back into their life and they're like this is what i should do this is what i was made for so i will definitely check this film out So what age range do you give this TV series?
6: I would give this TV series from ages five and up because it's perfect for all ages. And I think especially younger kids will enjoy it because it's a TV show about superheroes as well and how they're bringing a new character back. And I think all ages will enjoy it, especially girls, because they'll finally have another superhero girl to look up to because there's so many male superheroes that there's not many female female superheroes. So I think girls who are younger will really appreciate that and really enjoy it.
0: I definitely agree. And how many stars do you give?
6: I give this series five out of five shining stars because watching that first episode made me want to watch all of the episodes because it's so interesting and -hmm. it keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire time. And it's just a really good series.
0: I must say that is the one downfall to watching a new television series because it's like you have to wait every week and it's like, oh my gosh, I can't (laughs) do this because it's too much. Well, Kendall, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about Supergirl. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to talk to you again. Supergirl can be seen on CBS every Monday and check your local listings. So guys, please check it out. It really sounds like an awesome, fantastic, amazing TV series and I'll be definitely checking it out. So let's take a break. I'm Brianna Hope Beaton. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Doozers at N-Circle Entertainment.
6: We don't care how you got here. We're just glad you showed up. You're listening to Voice America Kids.
1: Bon Appetit! Sometimes we may sound strange, but remember, we're just kids with opinions. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh! Turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
2: Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your melodramatic host, Keeper Blake and today we will be talking about the Today we just start with that. today we just finished talking about British Spies, Sanjay Super Team, Pixar Short, Supergirl, and we're still gonna be talking about Big Stone Gap, Cinderella DVD, and also our talking to a new Kids First film critic and Goosebumps. Right now I'm with the wonderful Brianna from Florida, who is now 16. Oh my gosh, they grew up so fast. <laughs> Thank you. And, uh, we're going to be talking about Big Stone Gap. So, this it looks like a romantic film and it looks like a cute film. So, um, tell us a little bit about, about what you thought about the film. Originally,
0: going through it, like assessing what I thought about it, like every scene... I was a little bit confused. I was like, hmm, I don't really know what's going on, yo. But uh, the entirety of it, I really liked it. I love romances. If you know me, I will die for some good Ramlamps. But um, I really liked this film, and I liked how everything kind of came together, especially in the end. But I can't tell you, so tell. check it out.
2: <laughs> if I can't tell us. Um, so, again, I like romantic films, too. Yes, the... <laughs> <laughs> the guy loves chick flicks. I know, yes. right? Yes. That's so no, weird. No, I I love romantic okay. films when they're done right. But um, that's true. So what did so? How did this film create a romantic film? Like, was how what made it good? I guess.
0: Okay. What? Okay. Like, just the romantic aspect of this film.
2: Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about just the romantic aspect. Yeah.
0: Okay. What made the romantic aspect of this film good was because I feel like. In a lot of films, it's like okay, the guy meets the girl, then they fall in love, and then they get married after like three months of knowing each other, knowing each other, knowing each other. But I feel like this was much more realistic. It's mm-hmm. like they knew each other, and then, and spe- ex- especially the time period that this was in. Um,
4: so what it was, was much more.
0: It was
2: nineteen.
0: 60s 50s okay, around that so, range Oh um, <laughs> area <laughs> um, 1900s definitely um but it was basically they were in school together and then they kind of grew apart and this guy always liked this girl but she never noticed him because she was like the spinster and it was like i don't know what's going on and then it, everything comes together and it's like oh that's really sweet so oh well,
2: it sounds sweet i like to check it out now we got some pretty big in here, you. you got Ashley really Judd, sure. you got Whoopi Goldberg, I mean yes. you got quite a few big actors in here, so um, talk, talk, tell us a little bit about how the acting was.
0: I, okay I love Whoopi Goldberg, <laughs> and I love Ashley Judd, and they were so marvelous together because, oh. and for once, I mean I haven't seen a lot of Whoopi Goldberg films but I, the one film that I do remember is Cinderella like, way back when yeah. <laughs> and um, I love her and I like that she was a supporting character. She wasn't like the main, main, main. And I, I feel like she would have done amazing as the main. But I really think that she's shown a little bit brighter as the supporting character. And they got, had great chemistry. And you can definitely tell that they knew each other for a very, very, very long time. Because <laughs> when you know each other, you're like, bruh, I can read your mind. I can read your mind. I can deal with you. I can read your mind. So I definitely got that feeling from them.
2: That chemistry is always adorable to see. Yes. And I just got your Cinderella, Roger and Hammerstein reference there. See, look Big at you. Look at me. <laughs> I'm growing up in front of you. <laughs> so uh, we mentioned about good romantic films, but I- I'm really curious. What do you makes a bad romantic film? I know that sounds like looking at a negative Thank side, part, but I really wanna I'm really curious. What makes Thank a bad you. romantic film? No, I on.
0: love I love your questions. Okay, let's um, it. I think what makes a bad romantic film is when it's 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 very cliche. I feel like there are two types yeah. of bad romantic films and I'm gonna talk about the cliche one. It's okay. very, very, very cliche. And it's like the guy is is all glorious in this little area. And then the girl is all glorious in this little area. <laughs> or sometimes it's cliche where it's like the girl is like not that great, but the guy is amazing and you know, suddenly they're like, oh my gosh, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get together and then it's this you know how it goes like the the guy does something to the girl and then you know no one can stand them and then the best friend of the girl is like no you need to be with him and then they get together and they're like oh my gosh you're my soulmate." and then they get married and I'm like what no and it's just the re- the reality of those cliche films irritates me and I'm just like because there's no reality the reality is missing yes. so I'm sorry my little rant there that's
2: perfect that's what I wanted so what makes a good romantic film then
0: when it's natural, when yeah. it's – like I love how you s- – like when I see romantic films or when I see films that have romance because sometimes those are two different things. Yes. And um they are just – you get swept up. You are like, oh my gosh, this is so realistic. But it's also – because I love when sometimes films end or like they almost end. It's like, you know what? I can't deal with you. Any- I watched – um a film and they broke up they broke up i'm like see that's realistic i'm not asking that every film they break up but i like that the film that i watched they just broke up they're like we can't do this anymore they were friends afterwards and they just broke up i'm like see that makes life so much easier
2: see i can't agree with you more you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blake, and we're talking about the film's Bridge of Spies, Sanjay's Super Team. We're also talking to a new Kids First film critic and the Cinderella DVD, and also Goosebumps. Right now we're continuing talking to Brianna about Big Stone Gap and how we're saying what makes a good romantic film, and that is reality. And I want to continue by that by saying, yes, and love is... Re- I love when a film creates romance or love as Reality, I mean it's not butterflies and rainbows all the time it's hard Relati- creating relation creating relationships I'm not saying as a love doctor I'm not saying from experience, but I know from what well, my parents were well, my, my parents love in relationships are hard they're not easy, and to create mm-hmm. one takes a lot of time, patience and yeah it's in films some films can show that, and I believe this film, Big Stone Gap, does show that going back yeah. to this film.
0: It does. Um, look at Kiefer for being the love doctor. Um yes <laughs> this, this film definitely because I love progression. I love when it's just just those little things and, and those those tiny little bunny hops towards, you know, something that could be bigger or something that ends up, you know, just growing apart. And I love when it go it can go either way. And you don't know where it's gonna go until the end.
2: No, you don't. Now Let's get into the synopsis a little bit more because I want to make sure I know exactly sure. what the story is. So can you give us a little bit about what this film is really about, please? Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> in a small town in Virginia, the, uh, the, the town of the small town in Virginia is Big Stone Gap. So that's basically where this, the name of this film comes, yes. comes from. And so Avery, played by Ashley Judd, she's a spinster. And she's kind of looked at – in those days, it's like you get married, you get married at a certain age, and if you don't get married at a certain age, you're like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So she's – yeah, she's basically become this spinster, and, like, everyone's like, why isn't she married? Um, so she basically goes through life, and she's reflecting, and she's like, you know what? I don't think I'll ever get married. No one will ever love me. But it's not that – it's not that melodramatic. Yes. It's just – it's just I, – I have hints of that here and there. Um, and then something happens. Something big happens, and I can't tell you, but something big <laughs> happens, and she's like, oh, my gosh. And it basically – she reevaluates her life, and she reevaluates what she wants to do with it, kind of. And she takes this life-altering um, decision or choice, whichever you want to call it, and <laughs> she makes something for herself. And she just does what she wants. She does what she feels. She does what she is led to do by this situation, and I really like it.
2: Oh, that's cute. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you just can't see anything like, aw. Uh, now, listen to the story. I think it's, it sounds similar to some other romantic films, but again, this seems like a unique aspect to it. It is okay. cute. Okay, sorry, well, go
0: on. I'm so sorry. Okay, so this film, at a first glance, I wouldn't know it was a romantic film. Really? And because the first, I, I mean, I can't really put a number or a minute on it, but the first part of this film, a big chunk of this film... Isn't isn't romance? It has no romance in it. I mean, there's like suggestions, but it's like, oh, well, this, that, and the other thing. But you wouldn't know until it's like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on right now. And it wasn't bad that I couldn't understand at the beginning. It was just like it's her life, and then later on, someone comes in it, um, or someone re-enters it, and then that's how it is. And I like that. It's not just bam, first scene, they're in love.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Thank you. So that's that's that confusion part of it. Like, wait, I thought we were going to see a romantic film. Are we yeah. in the wrong theater? <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but I like that. I like that it doesn't just automatically make it as a genre. I mean, yeah. there's different genres of films, and sometimes a film just says, like, this is a genre. We're sticking with this. But no, it kind of... Yeah. winds you and dines you a little bit until it gives yes. you that, that big payoff of romance. Look at you. So- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to respond to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, question about the two the two lovebirds, I guess. Um, the connection between the two. You mentioned the little bunny hop towards the <laughs> romance, but the connection. I mean, I hate it when I see a film, I'm like, there was no connection. You can literally see the actors yeah. saying lines. I mean, what do you think about that?
0: Okay. Okay. The <laughs> two actors had connection. You could see it. But the characters did not the yeah. char- it was it was weird that's, that's the weird part but G-G the switched. characters he was like oh my gosh you know you know he's obviously drawn to her and she's like mm, get out of my face <laughs> so, <laughs> but i mean she has her reasons well they're not actually good reasons but she has her reasons and so it's like they have chemistry and they have they have um, a connection, and they have that little eye thing that they do in movies, <laughs> but it's also they don't. So mm. I like how they kind of bounce back from that's one not- to another.
2: It sounds like an adorable relationship. So yeah. that's new. That's new. I like that. Well, I got to go check this film out. Yeah. And all I can say is, look at you, Brianna, making out <laughs> romantic films. Anywho, <laughs> but thank you very much, Brianna, for talking about this film. It's been a pleasure as usual.
0: Yes, I love talking to you.
2: Thank you, and likewise. This film is in theaters now, so please go check it out. Let's take a break. I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and this show, tonight's show, is sponsored by Doozers by Ancycle Entertainment.
1: We didn't invent Kid Talk, we perfected it, and at a very young age. You're listening to Voice America Kids. tuesdays at noon pacific 3 p.m eastern on voice america kids express yourself have you heard your 15 minutes of fame how about four times that every single week It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows, you might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel.
6: They say you can't change the weather, but we already have. And if we've changed it for the worse, let's change it for the better. Tune in to The Climate Opportunity, a two-hour special hosted by Beth Green and Dr. Grant Dean. Expert guests Professor Scott Denning, Chef Laura Steck, video journalist Peter Sinclair, and Kelsey Wirth of Women Out Front will share how we can improve our lives while improving our weather. Listen on Inside Out Radio, Tuesday, November 11th, starting at 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Presented by Inside Out Radio and Voice America.
1: The longer you listen, the later it gets. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn off your phone. Another movie review is coming up.
2: Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Kiefer Blakesley, And we just got done talking about Big Stone Gap. That was a wonderful interview. And we also talked about Sanjay's Super Team, Supergirl, and the Bridge of Spies. Right now, we're going to talk to uh, a new Kids First film critic, Naeem. He is 10 years old from Brooke, Brooklyn, New York. And we're we'll gonna also be talking about Cinderella DVD and Goosebumps. So, Naeem, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure to have you.
7: Thank you.
2: So, tell us a bit about yourself. Why did you want to join Kids First and uh, what you love about movies?
7: Um, I wanted to join Kids First because I really love movies and talking about them with my friends.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, so I continue?
7: And I love movies, so that's why I came.
2: Emphasize, I love movies, you'll fit right in here. <laughs> so, um, how did you hear about kids first?
7: My mom found out about it online and she signed up for the boot camp, and it turned out to be very fun.
2: Yep, we usually, usually when people go to boot camp, they're a changed film critic and they want to be a part of us. So, again, if you want to check out the boot camp, go to our website and join, it's so much fun to do. So. Have, I'm want to make sure because I was trying to look for you, for a review you did, but did you do a movie review yet?
7: Well, I did a practice review for Minions, but oh. I never did a regular one.
2: Full length review? Well, I can't wait to see more from you. We gotta we gotta see it. I can't wait thank so, you you're quite welcome so now that we've got to know you and we can't wait to see more from you let's talk about the Cinderella DVD so tell us a about the special features on this
7: well the bonus features had all the scenes that the directors thought about putting in but they didn't the and scene. it would have made the movie much longer if they put it in but it was still a good choice to take them out and
2: go on sorry. we'll continue I mean we're here to- talk about with a dvd and besides I'm a, I'm a movie geek i love going in and seeing the behind the scenes of it every time i every time i get a dvd i'm like oh director's commentary eee! so <laughs> that's, i'm just a geek that way so let's talk about the film itself what did you think about it
7: i thought it was really good i didn't think i would like a movie with about a fairy tale but i was surprised by how much i liked it
2: oh really you don't like fairy tales i see uh, why, and why is that, if I can try,
7: Because I don't find them that interesting. So, um, if you don't
2: find fairy tales interesting, what made Cinderella a fairy tale, might I add, interesting?
7: Well, it had really good special effects, and it had really good scenes, such as when she meets her fairy godmother, played by Helena baham Carter. Who guides uh, her to the royal say, ball. And the beginning of the movie, I didn't like it that much because they were just talking about how her childhood and how much they liked, e- how much their family loved each other. Oh. And so, it didn't uh, have that much action in it. Not that much
2: action. So it was a lot more tell, don't show, I see. Yes. Well, I can understand that. I can understand that frustration um, because sometimes it's just films that they always just have nothing by dialogue, but I don't actually show because it is a visual medium. I can understand that. So, what are the things that you like about besides special
7: effects? Well, the storyline was pretty good. And the set was really good with showing castles. And I looked it up on IMBD. They did some filming in England. And I could understand why, because England has a lot of castles.
2: I know from watching enough Downtown Abbey that there is a lot of castles in England. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, the cinematography in this was absolutely amazing. It was some; it really felt like you were transported into a fairy tale, and it, it was so beautiful. Now, what did you think about the acting in this film? The
7: actors were really good, especially Kate Blanchett and Lily James. Oh yes. I thought Kate Blanchett, the stepmother, was really mean, and so were her two stepsisters.
2: No, I agree. I totally agree with you. I think Kate Blanchett. Did a wonderful job as stepmother. She really did create this very menacing character, but also very I, I like the story arc she goes through. I think she did a great job seeing the inner workings of the stepmother. Well, Naeem, I hate to cut the conversation short, but I I love what you thought I love what you thought about the film and I can't wait to see more from you. Oh, by the way, how many stars do you give Cinderella?
7: I give it four out of five stars and recommend it for kids ages eight to eighteen because there were parts that kids under eight might be sad or scared by.
2: Really? Well, there was there was some sad parts in there that can get me can you get a, a grown man like me to a uh, Grown man? What am I talking about? I'm kidding. But uh, totally agree. So thank you so much, Naeem, for talking about Cinderella, and I can't wait to see more from you.
8: Thank you. It's on DVD
2: now, so go check it out. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attraction I'm your host, Keeper Blakesley, and we're going to be talking about Bridge of Spies, Sanjay's Superpower Team, and Supergirl, Big Stone Gap, and Goosebumps. Right now, I'm going to pass the mic to Brianna to talk about Goosebumps. Take it away, Brianna.
0: Thank you, Kiefer (laughs) (laughs) Blakesley. So right now, we're speaking with 11-year-old Traiana from uh, Philadelphia, whoop, whoop, about (laughs) Goosebumps. So Triana, can you please tell
8: us what you think about this film? I thought this film was amazing because I really got never got into the books, but I thought this film was awesome. Like I really enjoyed it. It was it wasn't too much of romance, too much of comedy, too much of action, too much adventure. It was just all so perfect. So I really enjoyed this film a lot.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember picking up Goosebumps book and I was like, mm, no, I'm very, I'm the type of girl that doesn't do horror. I'm the type of girl that doesn't do scary. And even though this probably wasn't that scary, I wouldn't know because I wouldn't I wouldn't read it. So this stars Jack Black, who also stars in Kung Fu Panda, who is awesome. Um, how is his acting in this film?
8: His acting was so good, but I, as I'm used to him playing, he played like a creepy dude, like overprotective of his daughter. So it was so weird at first but as I got into the film and as it went on I actually got to know his royal personality. But I think he did an awesome job by playing this film.
0: Yeah, I like seeing I like seeing actors and actresses and they and they're a little bit not type not typecasted, but you are used to seeing them in certain things and then they Show a little bit different, and you're like, Whoa! And it's not bad, it's like, Whoa, I didn't know you could do that. And I'm glad that you got to see Jack Black in a different light. Is this speaking about goosebumps and the books and and all the things that are in this trailer? (laughs)
8: Is this a scary film? And how
0: scary is it if?
8: any it's not really that scary from my perspective but it has some horrific moments that for kids under the age of 10 might be a little scared but from since for my age i really wasn't scared i just really enjoyed it
0: i'm glad you enjoyed that since you said it wasn't that scary i may i may have to muster enough enough courage to see this i may (laughs) do that okay so are there any heroes in this film no oh Well, that's great. (laughs) So directors are responsible for creatively translating the written script into actual images and doing all that type of stuff and like creating magic, as people say. Do you think director Rob Letterman is, how do you think he is doing with all that transforming and creating magic?
8: I thought that was so awesome to actually see a monster come out of a book. And it wasn't like a good monster. It was like a monster that might hurt you so <laughs> it was pretty crazy of actually how seeing how a monster actually just comes out of a book and just gets bigger and bigger and they're not even that good they're not even friendly they're just really mean
0: yeah it's like often however many things come out of books <laughs> often right. it's like it's like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. And oh my gosh, where did you come from? And then it's like, you know, they have this whole journey. It's like, well, how do we get you back home? And then it's like, with this, it's like we have to think fast because he's trying to kill us. <laughs>
8: right.
0: <laughs> so speaking about monsters and things of that nature, how were the monster characters? Like, what did you like about them?
8: I thought the monster characters pretty good, but they were a little scary. Some of them were actually made me a little afraid of, <laughs> like, what if this actually was true and was like monsters really came out of a book. So I was pretty thinking about that, but the monsters, they I think they did a very good job and they made like the audience get more into the film instead of the monster just being very standoffish. So I thought that was a good thing that they were pretty uh, like really more made it more scary a little bit and it made the audience more into it.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you were thinking about if this actually were to happen because I like when we are – as we are watching a film or after we're watching a film, we're like, okay – if this actually happened, what would be my response? And speaking about what would be my response, what what do you think your response would be if this actually took place in your life? Oh my gosh.
8: If this actually would have happened, like I probably would have just moved to a whole other state.
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs> I feel like,
0: you know, seeing the trailer and knowing the plot line, I feel like if this was me, I'd be like, Well, I wouldn't move. I'd be like, I feel like I just need to give up. Like I would I'd be the person that'd be like, I'm I'm just gonna give up. I'm I'm okay I'm fine and then and then I get eaten or something but
6: but
8: I feel like I would give up
0: so Triana, how many stars do you give this film
8: I give this film five out of five humongous stars Mm
0: -hmm. and why
8: is that because it keeps it off the edge of my seat it's animated it's hilarious it's filled with action adventure and it was just a wonderful amazing talented but a little scary film
0: (laughs) I like that I like that you liked it and talking about a little bit scary what age range do you give this film
8: the age range will be 10 to 18
0: okay that makes sense because sometimes people get scared like it's it's just that feeling that we get
8: right (laughs) so
0: Triana, thank you so much for talking with us today and telling us all about goosebumps
8: You're welcome. It was a pleasure.
0: I always like talking to you. It's in theaters on October the 16th, guys, so please check it out. Thanks so much for joining with us today. You have been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Be sure to watch our video reviews of the latest film and DVD releases and learn how you can become a Kids First film critic. Go to www.kidsfirst.com. Dot org. Please be sure to check out our blog on the teen section of the Huffington Post. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media on the Voice America Kids Network. Today's show is sponsored by Doozers at Encircle Entertainment. Thanks for listening.